Today's episode of the Not That Great with Camille McMullen and Sometimes Friends podcast is available on SoundCloud, Stitcher, Google Play, Apple Podcasts, TuneIn Radio. Go there, find them. Find all our episodes. Subscribe on the show pages. Leave us a line. Drop us a line at uh, Not That Great Pod on Twitter or on Instagram. NotThatGreatPod.com is up now. Um, and what else? Am I doing anything else? Yeah, I'm working on a Facebook page. The page is up, but uh, Facebook is weird. And uh, they are. I'm trying to get them to change the name of the page and all this nonsense. I feel like the whoever runs Facebook is like busy today or something, or the last couple of days. Uh, today on the podcast, we have finished our fortunate but untalented bracket. We finished it a couple weeks ago, actually, uh, and voting has been off for a little while. But it took some time. We took a little break between our last show and this one. And uh, the results are coming at the end of this pro- of this uh, this episode. And uh, I'll say you shouldn't be surprised, I guess, at the, who the winner is. But that could be one of either, any of two people. So you're going to have to stick around and find out or just fast forward. Because I feel like you're probably the average listener to this podcast will fast forward through all of the, everything else that's on this podcast, which is wrestling, wrestling, wrestling. We had... The Hall of Fame induction ceremony in WWE last Friday, we had, which I did not watch, and I don't really care to watch, because, uh, you know, ahead of time, I don't hear speeches, whatever. Anyways, so you had that Friday. You had NXT, phenomenal NXT TakeOver show on Saturday. You had a very long WrestleMania on Sunday. You had a pretty good, but not phenomenal at the end, Raw on Monday. You had a nice... Tense, action-packed SmackDown on Tuesday, followed by the Andre the Giant documentary. And we talked about all of it, and somehow we did it in less than an hour. And I don't even know how that's possible, but we did. Me and Brian Goodwin. Brian sat in a coffee shop, and when it was too loud in the coffee shop, he went and stood in the streets of Boston and talked to me on the phone for about an hour about wrestling. And that's how important we find it. We spent the night together in a non-sexual way. With Tommy Brogan as well and Alex Brown on Sunday. We all watched together and were wowed by the magnificence or whatever Michael Cole likes to say of uh, Mania. Watched everything else. It was all action-packed. It was over, Jesus, 13, 14, 15 hours of wrestling. And we got it all down, distilled it all down into about an hour for your listening pleasure. That is right now. Moose is in the house. Let's get going. Make it a double Take it another, get so hard to chase it, live up to, yeah, it slides away when you're running like my Uncle David, who never lived to escape it, the trouble you were about to cave in, give up to talking in your basement, we decided. Alright, so this was the biggest week of the year in the WWE, and I know that we discuss WWE a lot to the chagrin of many of our listeners, or actually those people probably don't listen now, but Brian Goodwin, I was at your domicile, or your Lady Emily's domicile on Sunday night for Mania, um, we watched NXT last weekend, we watched Raw, we watched SmackDown, and we watched the Andre documentary, so we're going to comment on all of it, we're going to start um, with NXT, um, Overall, quality matches all around that card. Uh, the women's match was very good, but was probably not the best match on the card. Um, a classic in Ciampa Gargano. Uh, yeah, Alistair Black wins. I think that and, blew away the weekend. I think so, too. And I'm, I'm, I'm going to go ahead and say that's probably the best wrestling match of the weekend. Um, but here's... All right, so this kind of stretches into... Sunday, or into Monday and Tuesday, actually. Why? All right, so Aleister Black, the readiest person on NXT to go to move up, in my opinion. Why not move him up yet? Now he's got the NXT title, and I guess they just want to see see him chill with the belt for a little little while, but I just don't know what else he has to prove down there, even though even without uh, having won the NXT championship previously. What do you think? I think it's more of a nod to him and the work that he's that he's done. Um, just, I mean, they don't give everybody that belt, you know what I mean? And 
I think it's a nod to him and what he's done throughout his career at NXT. Because okay. I agree with you, he he was he's the most ready person to come up. Um, I I think. I mean, if they bring up Cien, I I'm not a huge fan of Cien. Not a huge fan of No Way No Way Jose either. Okay. Um, but I think I think it was a nod to Alistair or the work that he's done in NXT. Um, okay. I don't think his title reign will be very, very long. Um, well, then now you got to wonder who will take it off of him. And I, I would think that the next logical step for him, as far as how over someone is with the crowd, would be Gargano. Um, but I'm not unsure that Gargano could have been in this group that moved up. And we still have a superstar shakeup to go, so we don't know if that's going to... Um, that could possibly happen, but if where do you go if you're coming off of Ciampa Gargano? Where do you go with those two? Those two, I believe, are still going to continue. Okay. I don't think they're done yet. You think it's better to have them continue in NXT than? I mean, I guess you can't bring them both up. You can't bring them both up, and what they gave you on Saturday night, why not try and repeat that at yeah. least one more time? Um, but I'm just wondering how you're going to interject stakes into that. You know what I mean? There are clear stakes on Saturday. Um, and, uh, the, the end was so decisive. Um, I guess you would just have to keep having Ciampa come out and pester him, um, into, or or eventually when you put the belt on, maybe, or you put, maybe put the belt on Ciampa and that would further. Well, or you could do a number one. You you can do a number one contenders match with the two of them to make it to make it the final and um, mm. Champa wins and they call up Gargano. Okay. Well, now you also have that North American title belt, so mm-hmm. there's a there's definitely something things there they could feud over. Which oh, me, which either one like, of them? Yeah, go ahead. Which either one of them could? Which either one of them could hold? And yeah. I'd be totally okay with it. I mean, either one could hold the the main belt too, like. I just felt like the the end of the match was so like finite for their personal like f- f- storyline. Do you know what I mean? Like the the promise between the two of them. Like that was clearly the the stakes here. So I know, if, but I unfortunately I unfortunately read ahead. What the fuck, man! <laughs> don't, don't read ahead. I read ahead for like uh, a month and a half. Yeah. Oh yeah, for all the tapings. Ugh. Mm-hmm. Why do they do that? Never mind. Never mind. Forget it. Forget it. Um, you said you're on a fan of CN, um, and I'm not sold necessarily on him being a main roster guy yet either. What is it about him that you don't particularly care for? I don't think he connects. Like even 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 as a heel, like there should be much more heat on a heel. NXT champion. Like, how Champa walked down to the ring on Saturday night, yeah. just despicable. I mean, it was the definition of heel. And that's how, that's how a heel champion should be, I feel. And I don't think, I don't think Almas uh, generates that kind of heat. Um, you don't think she does enough for him, Zelina Vega? Mm, no. Okay. She's too hot. Really? Yeah, okay. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, I think, yeah, people want to see her. So it's Like, because a whole bunch of people her. are like, oh, man, she's horrible, but I would do awful things to her. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, so you can't hate that much. Yeah. <laughs> um, fair enough. Okay. Uh, did you, Are you okay with Adam Cole holding two belts at the same time? Yeah. Or the, I mean, that's basically free, that's Freebird rule, really. So he doesn't really hold them, but he yeah. I don't. I think I think Roddy now is gonna is gonna be that they've they've essentially uh, replaced what's his face with Roddy Bobby Fish. Yeah, is Bobby Fish the worst name in wrestling? It might be. It's up there. All right. Um, all right. So let's let's move to because uh, we got to rifle through this because we don't have we have precious little time today. Despite me, I wanted to talk about this for five hours, but. I don't know how many people listen to a five-part. It was uh, long. <laughs> yes. Uh, so, yes, Mania, and we talked about this earlier this week, but that, uh, I believe it was a Bleach Report or something like a Deadspin article. It's, and the, the headline was, 
uh, WrestleMania 34, which may be still going on, takes place in New Orleans or whatever. This was from Monday. It was five hours and 20 minutes. Um, and the length, I, I just felt like, I felt like they didn't, fine, we know, we knew it was going to be long. If you go to the, if you go to the arena, you go to Superdome, you know it's going to be long, right? You're going to yep. be in your seat for mm-hmm. seven hours. But the way that you can combat that, if you're not willing to make it any shorter, is to plan the card appropriately, right? So, not so that you have in your last match, which is supposed to be the, you know, the main event, and we all knew going in it was supposed to be the crowning of Roman Reigns. It was a huge surprise that Lesnar did win, but the match itself was so boring, and it was at the end of this slog of time, that the surprise was lost on people. There was no, like, you know, and now it made me, that made me think that the the Nakamura AJ Styles match should have gone on last because that was the biggest surprise of the night. What do you think? Yeah. Agreed. Yeah. Okay. Agreed. Um, I, I think that they tried to make Reigns look so sympathetic and just, you know, make him look like he was getting his ass beat, but he kicked out of everything and they were just trying to generate something for him. And I, honest to God, I think that that match, the outcome of that match was either changed right before they went on or halfway through it. Mm -hmm. That's my honest to God opinion because they just can't get him over. They can't do it. Yeah. They've tried everything. I mean, they've they've tried from the rock from, from, Making him a badass to making him get his ass kicked. They, they, it, nothing is working. So now they're going to have to do it overseas, where he'll get a huge pop in Saudi Arabia because those people are just like, oh, whatever, big guy, like da 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 da. Like they'll just cheer the shit out of anything that WWE throws at them because they're having such a big event. So you think that they changed the title on him overseas? Yes. Why, if we know that. That Brock says, you know, if he's not the champion, he's not there. Why would they, unless we think that his first title defense is coming up soon in UFC, or his first UFC fight, I should say. Um, I don't know. That confuses me. You never, you rarely see a major title change hands on an event like this one. What makes you so sure? Just the crowd reaction? Well, I mean, this is, this is becoming bigger than almost this this card is almost becoming bigger than WrestleMania the WrestleMania card. Yeah, this is a stacked card coming yeah. up. I mean, WrestleMania was was stacked, but this is this is shaping up to be huge. Let me bring this you up because I want to. I want to check go through these matches. I know a couple of them, but I want to bring it up just to be like sure, sure. Mm-hmm. Um. So you have that fifty person Royal Rumble, which is, I mean, ugh. which they've they've announced Jericho's back. They've announced. I mean, uh, I wouldn't doubt Alberto Del Rio being back. Ay. Rey Mysterio will probably be in it if he's uh, if he's healthy. Oh, good God! Um, yeah, I mean, this is it's a it's a big card. I mean, I don't, I don't know. It's just like all this stuff. The, the, the fact that it's happening where it's happening, the fact that it's happening at the time that it's happening, it and just lends to, you know, how many people are really going to watch this live? You and I happen to work nights, so but I'll be on a plane, actually, so I won't be able to see it live. And by the time I land, you'll have texted me everything that happens. and <laughs> or, or, or I'll have some ESPN notification or something like that, right. that, you know, Samoa Joe is the Intercontinental Champion or something like that. You know what I mean? Like, so yeah, I yeah. don't, I don't, I just like, I don't think it's a great, it's like, it's like, imagine if, I think you're on, un- go ahead, go ahead. I think you're underestimating their popularity across the world. Okay. I mean, have you ever heard of a belt change on a house show? Like how often does that happen? It happens though. I mean, uh, I believe the last time it happened was the MSG show where AJ beat Owens for the U.S. title. 
Okay. Which was fairly fairly recently. This is functionally a house show, though. I just, I mean, I just like, I don't know, something about it. Maybe it's just that I'm upset that I won't be able to see it live. Maybe. I mean, you know, Taker doesn't do house shows anymore. Yeah, you know what? That's a very good point. Um, let's, yo, do you think that's his last match? Or, like, is he back full time? The way that they, we can just talk about that match right now. It was very obvious that he was going to come out. They did all, they tried to pull all the strings and, like, make everyone think, like, multiple, multiple times. And then Cole just screaming, Undertaker's back and better than ever. And, you know, I mean, that's his thing, but, like, that's Cole's entire yeah. MO is to scream that way, but. They made it seem like the Undertaker's going to be on SmackDown next week. Like that's obviously not the case, right? Uh, you know, I mean, that guy can—he can do what he damn well pleases at this point. And if he's going to Saudi Arabia to fight, I mean, why wouldn't he do a couple, uh, at least pay per views here and there? Yeah. Well, I mean, he'd have to, um, but you got to build a program with him, and he's—I mean, if he's going to be around doing pay per views. The the it only matters for if he's he can't do one off matches with the with random people at Backlash. He can't do them at you know uh, Payback or Extreme Rules or whatever. He's you know Mania, maybe SummerSlam, maybe he enters a Rumble. Yeah, but that's like that's it. You know what I mean? So like, you, yeah, I you want to know the, what I think? Uh, well, hold on. I understand the appeal of uh, a casket match with Rusev. I get that. That makes sense, and I want to see that. Okay, but who's already taken the loss? What's that? He's already taken the loss. Oh, dude. Yeah, of course he is. I mean, so yeah. So I just don't. If you if you're gonna do that, this being this big massive event, and that makes sense to do that, more of an attraction than anything else. That's why John Cena's wrestling Triple H. There's no like heat or whatever there, so it's just like an exhibition type of thing. Then you would, you would assume that. The what they're trying to do is not book him into some like back and forth program with anybody because there's no one right now that that makes sense with unless they're going to do this continuation with Cena. That would make the, that would make a lot of sense. And to be a hundred percent honest with you, I think what's going to happen is there's going to be back and forth throughout the summer. I don't think they'll fight at SummerSlam, but I do think Cena will retire him at Survivor Series. Survivor Series, okay. Where um, he made his debut. Yep, that makes sense. It'll all come full circle. You think they're pulling Dead Man for that, or do you think it's going to be? No, I, I, if they I didn't mean, do well, it at Mania, don't... they have to keep. Yeah, they functionally unretired the Dead Man, so. Right. So you'll never see, you'll never see the uh, American Badass again, probably. Nope, Kid Rock destroyed that all. Um. Let's. Well, I don't need to spend any real time talking about Kid Rock. In, in sure life, don't. in life, or on this podcast, um, I think that all right. So we already talked about the card length, talked about Lesnar, Nakamura. Um, I was a little upset. There's a little notes that I have here, and I wrote predictability despite storytelling matches led to crowd abandonment. And what I meant by that was I was specifically referring to the Daniel Bryan Shane versus KO and Sammy match. In which the end of that match, it just I didn't it just didn't seem like it got the rousing pop that it deserved at the end. There, we all know Daniel Bryan's getting the pin over one of those guys and going in, but I don't know what it was. Maybe the match was just I just thought the match wasn't booked phenomenally. I thought it could have been booked better, maybe to put Daniel well, in, in a little deeper water down the you- end. Well, you could have put him in the match a little bit more, to be 100% honest with you. Yeah, yeah He was outside of the ring for about 12 minutes. Yeah. Yeah, and that match was so too I long. Think that was a, I think that was a huge letdown for people that were like, he's back. And I mean, especially the way they had him come back on SmackDown, they didn't right. pull any punches. I mean, no, they no, were no. bashing him in the head yeah, to show he was, that he's He was doing back. his corner drop kicks and all that stuff, laying on his head. They did a buckle or a right. apron bomb on him. Yeah, and the haluba kick to the face. I mean, yeah. but then you have him sit outside the side the ring for twelve minutes. You know yeah. what I mean? So I think that was a serious letdown. Yeah. Um, I mean, I hate to say it, but Shano anchored that match, which is insane. That does not. Yeah, it didn't make any sense to me, especially with the three other workers you have in there. Um, right. So uh, there, there are a couple other matches like that. that I feel like. Um, I don't say they're ruined, but it was just like, you know, I didn't care for the 
the um, Bludgeon Brothers match. That was just such no. a walk. I didn't care for um, the. I, didn't, I said this going in. I didn't care for the WWE, the US, United States Championship match. But I felt that match should have gotten at least a little more time. I mean, I know we're long on time everywhere, but it should have gotten at least a little more time. Um, and I, 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 I also think Jinder should have came out with a goddamn tiger. Ah ha 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 ha! That will not. That will not be. We will not discuss our general states on Sunday night on this podcast. Um, <laughs> but but here's the thing about that too. And uh, we ta- I talked about this. You know, with we talked about this with Tommy Brogan, who we were with on Sunday night as well. And I was, I said, you know, in the moment, you know, I saw some stuff, and I was like, yeah, I really, I probably really popped for it hard or whatever. At least at some point during that during whatever thing he was talking about, whatever match it may have been. But, like I said, cold light of day, next day. And I'd say that to you guys next day. It's like, yeah, but today it's like I'm watching it not as, like, a super fan, but now I'm watching it as someone who analyzes wrestling in theory or, you know, in an right. amateur way. And a lot of the stuff just doesn't hold up. So, um, I don't know. I thought that the there was, a, there was a lot of little really weak parts of WrestleMania 34. It just this is what it is. In, in a seven-hour show, there's going to be. Yeah. I mean, um... Uh- there's always going to be. I, I like the fact that they really dropped down and cut down the stupid backstage old-timer mm-hmm. segments. Um, they they really... I, I think they did a good job of putting the superstars that are on the roster right now front and center. Front and center, of course. Um, um, instead of relying on your Austins or your rocks or your Hogan's, you know what I mean? I, right. I think they put, they put everybody front and center who deserves to be there. Yeah. Uh, we would have to now talk about, which is and earlier. I said the Gargano Ciampa was the wrestling match of the weekend, but this was the overall match. I think of the weekend. It's obviously the Ronda and Kurt match versus Triple H and Stephanie full overachievement from Ronda. Kurt looked Stiff as hell, and we were talking about you know last time we talked about wrestling that everyone in that ring would be able to protect her, and she saved all of them. She she schooled everybody. Yeah, unbelievably, and like uh, it was awesome. But you know, I mean, we could. It's a good thing. First of all, I feel like she talks a little bit too much during the match too. She's like a little over emotional. Um, in in kayfabe, you know what I mean? Like she like whenever like someone. She, you could see her at one yeah. point saying, like, hey, that's cheating. You can't do that. That's cheating. You know what I mean? Like, right. It's like, yo, know, eh, like, calm down a little bit here. But she's, like, play, <laughs> she's playing the part, though. And, and she's, she's, she's doing, for somebody who's never done it, she's doing it real well. Right. But faces, I don't, think, faces don't care about, don't, they don't, like, grab the ref, like, hey, listen, man. He, he did a cheat thing. Like, that doesn't happen. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, hey, he's, it happens. He, he grabbed a handful of my tights. It happens all the time. It not so like not fervently. not complaining. Yeah, but yeah. Uh, all right, I can I can I can see where she was came off as a little bit of a, a LeBron James to the ref. I guess I mean, that Alicia Fox doesn't do that, and she's the worst. She's <laughs> just she's just screaming ninety percent of the time. But like she, it's just everything was very specific. Specific. Do you know what I mean? Next night they yeah. used her perfectly. She comes out. She doesn't say a word. But she needs. First of all, she needs to stop the waving. Like that. That's that has to stop. That's like. Well, that's like. I mean, they're that's not full timer behavior. You know what I mean? Yeah, they're playing off. They're playing off the smiles that turn to. I'm gonna rip your arm out of your socket real quick. That like they're they're playing off her face too much. That makes yeah. sense. Yes, I agree. They're they're looking for that that turn in attitude all of a sudden where. Like she's all smiles coming down to the ring, and then all right. of a sudden, here comes that face. Right, they you did know? that on Monday, and, yeah. and they're doing it a little. They're doing it a little too much. I agree. Okay, yeah, um, but I think um, I think overall, she, whoever was skeptical about her making the transition, I don't think can be anymore because she looked awesome. Yeah, no, I agree. She looked she looked great in ring, um, but they just need to. It's like on. Um, it's like on uh, Runway. Sometimes they say, like, on Project Runway, or, 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 I mean, let me complete this analogy. They say, like, you know, these are great clothes, but it's not fashion. 
Okay. Do you understand what I mean by that? So it's like yep. the, the clothes can look great, but they can also, they can be made well, but they can also be very boring or they can be, or they can be over accessorized or, you know what I mean? She needs to be yep. accessorized. She needs to be accessorized better. Do you know what I mean? She's a well, she's a well tailored suit, but she needs like her earrings have to be better. Her makeup has to be better. I mean that one literally, but everything else is a metaphor, but, <laughs> but, uh, but they need to, they need to complete, they need to complete the look. Yeah, I mean, she can look great in right ring, up. but everything else around her is kind of like, you know, like I said, her, her, the wavings, like uh, the weird, like, don't try to walk, just walk. You know what I mean? Like she needs to, yeah. the rest of that stuff she needs to get with some of those, you know, backstagey producer types, your road dogs, your William Regals, your Heymans, and, uh, T-Von Dudley and run the rest of that shit out. So, yeah. and I don't care that I, that I expose myself that I, that I watch Project Runway religiously either, so. That actually, I uh, that might be the surprise of the week. Actually, I, I'm, I've been watching it for jaw, years. My, jaw, my jaw's open right now, and I'm in shock. Let me ask you: Are you okay with the most recent winner of Project Runway All Stars? <sighs> I might hang up the phone right now. All right, so let's move on to. Uh, I was done. <laughs> for the record, I was not okay with it. Let's move to. Uh, <laughs> let's move to Raw. We already talked about how they continued the Rousey thing, and it was perfect, even though she was still waving. Once she got in the ring. Did the smile thing you just talked about. Smile goes away. Breaks Stephanie's arm, quote-unquote, again. Um, right. So, again, they, so they went ahead and did that, and then she waved her way out of the ring. It's like, dude, um, did you think that – all right, we got – so we got Ember Moon, we got No Way Jose, we got Authors of Pain, and we got Bobby Lashley. Am I missing anyone that shouldn't have – Nope. That's surprising. Um, Lashley comes out during an Elias segment. Dominates Elias. The night before, the night before, Elias comes out during the scene Undertaker segment, gets waste, gets completely, you know, blown out of the water. Are they weakening him? Uh, they're not making him look good. <laughs> he uh, he's got an uphill battle from here. Uh, yeah, I just I mean, I don't know. They made they made him they made him look so strong too, like. Yeah, leading he up matches for the with, past uh, two months. Yeah, matches with um, Cena. I mean, and, yeah. So, oh, wait a minute. Wait, let's and, back up. Wait, wait, wait. Let's back up to Mania. What'd you think of the uh, Braun Strowman and Nicholas debacle? Um, it was cute. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I, how Lashley wouldn't have been perfect right there is beyond me. But me, yeah, me too. Whatever. Um. All right, so then let's go back to. I mean, I, I basically agree with that. So let's go back to Raw. <laughs> okay. So yeah, so I just don't. I mean, I don't understand why they would after building Elias up. After I mean, he's basically just getting bashed all the time. He got bashed pretty much through. He had good matches with Cena before. Then he had, goes on that mm-hmm. weird little tear with Braun, where he gets smashed with the cello or whatever, and then pinned under a piano. And it's just like they've just been really have just been destroying him for a month and a half and as much as i don't walk with elias people seem to like him and i don't know why they don't i like him yeah, yeah. That's what, um, i don't know why why they're deciding well, now that i mean you know, he, he's a perfect like slot him in around you know dancing around the, the you know the intercontinental title picture type of guy right now um i, I mean i think to, i think he's a crowded at the moment but i think he's a good person to um have a change of scenery. I think he's a good person to go over to SmackDown Live, and I I think he would he would definitely do wonders for what that U.S. title picture is right now. I'll tell you that much. It is, yeah, it's it's thorough garbage over there. Um, it's why, atrocious. Yeah, and especially the fact that I can't believe they didn't put the belt on, on Rusev. It just makes sense, and I, I guess they went the way that we thought they should have with the foreign heel champion. They just went to the wrong foreign heel. Well, and then not only that, the following night, all right, great. Now you're going to have him as number one contender. Nope. Yeah. Uh, nope. <laughs> Oy, so, I mean, I guess, is that the better – now we're talking about booking that for a show overseas, though. So, I guess, is that a better draw to have Jinder against Randy than Jinder against No, I believe that's, Rusev? I believe that's backlash, isn't it? Or is that, I, is that I at thought that the, was at the uh, Greatest Royal Rumble. Oh, maybe it will be. 
Yeah. Uh, um, yeah. Let me look here to make sure. Yes, Jinder versus Randy at uh, Greatest Royal Rumble. I don't think Jinder loses that. Yeah, me neither. Why? I don't understand why they didn't give Randy an automatic rematch. Why would he? Why would they then further bury? Um, and I don't. I don't mean that. I don't mean that term uh, pun wise. But why would they further bury uh, Rusev and then put him in a casket match? <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't. I, you know the the champions automatic rematch is convenient when they want it, not when they don't want it. So yeah. and it, that's never hold, that's never really held any weight right. in my eyes. What's the point of um, Jose? Why is he up? What makes him different? What, what, what makes him not a Spanish conga line dancing Adam Rose? Do you, well, and that's what I was just going to say. Remember, remember what happened the last time they did this? I can't yeah. wait for that to happen again. I, I, it made it made sense for exactly one night, and that was on Monday night, right? Crowd yeah. is nuts. They can't. They would react to that, but you don't have to bring him up for that. You can just have him do it, and then leave. And you never see him again. I just don't. He's not on some Ty Dillinger status, right? He hasn't been like trying to make it to the roster for a thousand years, has he? Right. So, uh, he's I don't been think down so. there for a long, long time. I I just I just never, down, I never quite liked a while him. never liked him. No, no, and 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 this goes to this goes to. Uh, he's a call up because they needed somebody to call up. And I don't know. I don't think that's right. You know what I um, mean? Yeah. He's only 29. So he's, he's not been, you know, toiling in, in, uh, obscurity the way that others had. He's only been wrestling for, for five years. Um, so, I mean, it's, he's been with the WWE most of that time. Uh, I just don't, I don't, eh, yeah. Yeah, there's know. no, there's no appeal to him there's whatsoever. Not, there just isn't. And I don't know what they're going to do to put it. I mean, he's just going to wind up like Dillinger, who we've had, we haven't seen since we're going to see him once a year enter number 10 at every Royal Rumble. I hate it. You know what I mean? Um, I hate it. So that's, that brings me to the next question. And I guess it's because of this weird Saudi show that's jammed in between now and backlash, but. Why wouldn't they just do Superstar Shake-Up this week? Uh, because everybody's watching anyways. Yeah. but everybody Everybody's watching these two shows anyways. So but, then it, but then it just it, it takes away almost all element of surprise from the Superstar Shake-Up. So if you wind up, so you have Charlotte, it would be foolish of the Charlotte to get beaten down by the Iconic Duo on Tuesday. And then she runs up on Raw, so obviously we know Charlotte's not moving because she would have to complete a program with the Iconic Duo, right? Well, and Carmella. Fine, yeah, yeah. So she stays, and we. You, but you can intimate stuff like that about most people on or the they, roster, right? Or they, so, or they all go. That is just doesn't make any sense. I mean, if they're all gonna, it doesn't. It almost. I guess it doesn't matter what show they're on if they're just gonna right. wrestle each other anyway. But like obviously, right. the, obviously the Usos aren't going anywhere, right? And neither are the Bludgeon Brothers because they're having a match at the Greatest Warrior Rumble, which is after next week. So yeah, I, I just like it, it seemed like a weird scheduling thing. Maybe it, maybe on purpose, maybe not. But it's but at strange. the same time, it goes to your point. Maybe that card doesn't matter. Maybe they're doing that card just to do that card, and it doesn't right. make a difference. Right, but if you think they're going to switch the Universal Championship, then that card does matter. It immediately matters. And it also, I don't know if the winner of the 50-man Royal Rumble match is getting anything. I would assume they would, they would be slotted in as the number one contender for whatever belt is on their show. Um, but, then, I mean, it's or, obviously they're, they're, making, they're trying to make it matter. As that, I think they would try to make it matter as much as possible? I don't know. I'd throw, I'd throw another briefcase on the winner of that. I'd love that. You. That'd be phenomenal to have two of those floating yeah, around. That'd be great. Gotta, and that's in another couple months, right? So, um, yeah, but there's there's zero floating around right now, and that's always the that element of surprise is always fantastic, right? Oh yeah, it was, and it was a we can we can move right into SmackDown now too. So that was perfect on Tuesday, 
And I legit, and, I, and the thing is, when it happened, I was like, God, I should have seen this coming. But it, no, I didn't see it coming. Um, you didn't? No, I didn't. I did not. Because I was so oh. I was so entrenched in the iconic duo that I was they like. They held it off. Re- they they held it off for like the last point yeah. that they could, which was, yeah. which I thought was really good. And they, I mean, the way it was built, even in that, you know, it's, you know, they made a minute feel like an hour. When she comes down, she right. grabs the ref. He takes forever. Perfect. Uh, uh, what's his name? Mike. I don't and why why was he why was he questioning it so long? Because because she's done it so many times, and then He's was like, like Are ah. you sure? Are you sure? Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. She's done it come down so many times, and then like the person, and then Charlotte gets up and is like, "What's up?" And she's like, "Oh, never mind." You know what I mean? So he's like, "Are you really? <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Are you really for sure? For yeah. sure? Like you're sure, sure?" Um, so that made sense. And then <laughs> Graves Graves screaming during it is hilarious. Like, what is this guy not understanding? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I think they should have had Charlotte kick out of the kick. I agree. Um, yeah, and then and maybe and then made Carmella maybe do a little something else and yeah. then pin her. Yeah, she kind of looks uh, like a really weak champion. The, uh, that, that kick was weak. Oh, agreed. It, it barely got the side of her ear, let alone the side of her face. And they and like, they didn't show it fully, like almost oh, on television. They had oh, it they, was a weird camera angle. Yeah, and they didn't replay it really, right? Because you didn't want to see so, that it uh, got nothing but air. Right. Yeah. Um, all right. But so, I mean, you can't you can't have the title on her for for a long time. Oh, it think. won't be it won't be there for too long. And I feel like I feel yeah. like uh, maybe maybe she's got it. Maybe she, you know, I, you might have a, a scenario where, and I think that this would probably be the best way to get it off of her without it being super obvious. Is that maybe um, Money in the Bank winner just cashes that night. That's till July, though. June, isn't it? Is it June? Yeah. Isn't it here? No, we always get TLC, not Money in the Bank, in Boston. Something is here. I can't remember what it is. Tables, Irish, and Chairs is here, man. Is it? Yeah. I thought that was last year. No, sir. No. Money in the Bank, right. June 17th, right? Money in the Bank yep. was here, was in uh, Boston in 2014. Gotcha. Okay. Uh, and then I think, I'm pretty sure we're getting Tables, Lads, and Chairs this year, which we should definitely go to. Right. Which I, actually, no, I won't be able to go to because I'll have like a three-month-old or like a two-month-old. So I'll, I'll, I'll um, be I won't have any restrictions on me, so yeah, sure, I'll go. Well, you can go as the, um, the official <laughs> uh, emissary I'll, of this I'll podcast. I'll FaceTime you during it if you want. Oh, that's so sweet. Thanks a lot. Oh, maybe I'll hire somebody and they can put a pad on their face and sit next to me with you on the pad. That would work. Anyway, it's on October 21st in Boston this year, so I hope you have, uh, have a good time at that. Very good. Uh, so that's for my birthday, too. Oh, wonderful. Uh, the only yeah. the only other – she was the only debut. The Iconics the only debut on SmackDown, which I found weird, but I guess they're going to get strengthened, hopefully, um, during the Superstar shakeup, and you would think you'd see a couple more – people go there uh from yeah. from nxt uh the only other th- really thing of note was um the page being named the general manager of smackdown which i really thoroughly enjoy i thoroughly enjoy as well i just hope that they don't have any more people that they really really like get career ending injuries because yeah. <laughs> there's no more GM no more GM spots yeah exactly um, um, be assistant GM I, on I NXT or something right <laughs> yeah yeah and then, and then it just becomes asinine but yeah. if you stop it here I think uh, it's a good choice and she looked she really really looked happy to be yeah, honest she did. Um. All right. So now we're through. We did this in thirty-five minutes, but we still got uh, we still got Andre talk, and we still have one more thing, which is the um, the announcement of the winner of the fortunate but untalented bracket, and we'll do both of those things after this break. Uh, Brian, 
you watched the Andre documentary Tuesday night. I watched it most of it Tuesday night, some of it Wednesday morning. What were your overall feelings on it? And we can start with just the story as a whole and like what as far as what you knew about Andre's story and, and what you didn't know and what the uh, documentary educated you on, we'll say. Um a lot of it a lot of it I knew, um, but I was too like my my first real recollection of of Andre was him being buddies with Hogan and then turning on Hogan and, and that was just stunning to me. I despised the man. Obviously as I grew up I, you know, learned a little bit more about wrestling, not a lot by by any means. Mm-hmm. Um but that that work that what they did leading up to WrestleMania three was the first in I'd say biggest because it was it was broadcast nationwide at that point on cable. I mean that was like the biggest heel turn and the first nationally televised heel turn and there's something to be said for that. I mean the guy was a pioneer and his overall body of work, I think, um, what really blew my mind was the fact that he never wanted to be champion. Yeah. He didn't didn't care. Um, because to be honest with you, if he ever was champion, how you get it? How do you get it off that guy? Yeah. You can't ever get it from him. Yeah. There's no way. Right. Um, I guess that I didn't really watch wrestling really like wholesale until I was probably in my, you know, tens, eleven, twelve area. Um mm-hmm. and that's around ninety one and he was uh pretty much out of the picture by then. Um but yeah. I did at the time get to watch some older stuff and you know but I just kinda had a view of him still to this day without like you know, I don't mind the WWE network for content just for fun or anything like that. But I you know, I watch stuff that's within the era that I, you know, really remember fondly. And I didn't, you know, so I kind of still had like a child's point of view of him. He was just like this, oh my God, this guy's amazingly large and like, but he's also like a gentle giant, like they talk about a lot in the documentary and blah, blah, blah. But I didn't know, and it's not obvious because of the, the, I didn't have the knowledge of wrestling then that I knew now, but I didn't know that he was so, you know, later in his career that he was, it was so tough for him to move around in the ring. I didn't know that, um... You know, we didn't. We certainly didn't know that he was drinking. You know, according to Flair, 103 beers, beers in a night, and according to Rob Reiner, right. 20, 20 bottles of wine in a day during filming um, of the Princess yep. Bride. And so, I guess I just I, didn't, I thought that story. Yeah, go ahead. I thought that story that Reiner told about drunk Andre getting plopped down on a freaking donkey by cables was absolutely hilarious. I agree. And he just looked at me. He was like, hi boss. <laughs> awesome. Yeah. Awesome. I guess the knock right now on it is that, um, there's a lot of Hogan and there's a lot of Vince, but is that to be expected? Well, yeah, a hundred percent. Okay. Absolutely. I agree. <clears throat> I just they're, think they're not going to, yeah, you can't tell They're the story They're not going to do them. something in association with WWE and not have those two in it. Right. Especially, I mean, that, you know, we know that we know the moment at WrestleMania 3, the body slam, that is like, you know, probably the apex of those two together. Or, or I guess all, all three of them together. You know, that is like, yeah. that cements Vince's stranglehold on, you know, the death of the territorial system and, you know, the essential monopoly that he's built since. So... Yeah, um, who else most, is going to comment on that the most? I mean, you, you have to, like he he rode Hogan yeah. like a horse until you know Hogan moved yep. on to WCW in the mid nineties or early nineties, and but still all the work that he that those two did together, you know, we're still seeing that today, and we'll still see it for years. So in a, I mean, I know that that documentary is produced by Bill Simmons, but you know, that's a WWE production with Bill Simmons, like you know, advising. It's not. You know what I'm saying? Like, I think the most, if you're going to get everything that you got from them, they got to be in it. Right. And I, I also think two, two things of note. A, it was shocking that Bill Simmons produced the documentary and didn't put himself in it one time. That was incredible. Dude, hey, he's, well, hold on a second. He produced every, thir- he's produced every 30 for 30. He's only in I, one of that's them. That's not, 
Not every, yeah, but every other documentary he's done, he's it's like him and Lenny Clark fucking sitting at a bar. Like, stop uh, it, I mean, by stop f- it. okay, that is by far the worst thirty for thirty. It uh, wasn't. A, I don't think it wasn't even a thirty for thirty. It was like the Red Sox 04 championship DVD. Yeah, it might as well have been, but <laughs> but it is it is technically a thirty for thirty. But also, that is majorly produced by Major League Baseball, and you'll notice that okay, all the thirty fair. for thirties that are produced by the league they're about are garbage. Yeah. Because they take no chances. Yeah. They don't take any chances at all. Yeah. So, so second thing second of thing note that, that absolutely blew my mind was that Hogan went into that match not knowing yeah. anything. And no and idea what was going to Andre happen. called it all. Yeah. Yeah. With, with literal, with literal one word, like slam, leg drop, <laughs> now. I mean... And whether or not that's true and or not, I don't yeah. care because I mean, he is such a mythical. It, they were they they hit it spot on the head. There was no internet. It was all word of mouth, and he was such a mythical figure. And I don't want anything to ever take that away from him. You know what I mean? I totally agree with that. But let me ask you something, and this is something that I we talked about earlier this week. When we were watching that, uh, we were watching the first match from Mania, which was the uh, the triple threat, and I told you that yep. on the second watch, I could hear Seth calling out moves in the match. Um, yep. Seth calls one. You hear the I think you hear the Miz call one. Um, if you listen closely, were you surprised that um, the WWE would produce? And I guess it's just it's so far in the past, and they've decided that you know the the cat's out of the bag. The wrestling is choreographed. Are you surprised that they? allowed Hulk so much to talk about how the match was actually planned out. They showed his notes or like a a mock-up of his notes for the match. Like that was a little, that was well behind the curtain for me. And I'm not an idiot. I know it's fake, but like, do you mean, do you think that, I don't think, no, I don't think that mystique is there anymore. What's that? I don't think that mystique is there anymore. Right. Okay. It's all of its common knowledge and, and every fan knows that. Yeah. And I don't think you need to hide it. All right. I mean, just I think you need to hide it to a degree. I just think it's kind of... Yeah. You know, um, but also, kind of a wink, wink. I mean, that was... You can't tell a story about it without showing the history about it, you know? Yeah. Yeah, you're right. All right. So, overall, I mean, the documentary is very good. I don't think it's going to be in a discussion for an Oscar or anything like that. But, you know, for no, the first... No, I thought like, it was great. For the first outing for that wing of uh, films that uh, Bill Simmons has, um, the, his agreement with HBO and HBO makes phenomenal right. sports stuff. So, but uh, definitely a, yeah. a phenomenal first effort. Um, so the week overall in the WWE, you think it productive week? Are you excited for going forward, or are you? Are there too many question marks before the superstar shakeup that you're not sure yet? What do you think? I'm ready for a reset. I'm ready for it to to all begin again, if you will. Yeah, uh, I think so too. That's what usually happens around now. Um, I like the amount of belts that changed at Mania. Um, yep, I liked that they changed another one the next night or two nights later. Um, and yeah, I'm excited to you know going forward. Our uh, our buddy who was at Mania, actually went to WrestleMania. Not a huge wrestling fan, but he texted me. Our buddy Adam, and he goes, "Yeah, they got me hooked again." Because he had, he said it was one of the best live events he's ever been to. So hopefully, fingers crossed, you and I will be there next year. Uh, but like I said, yep. fingers crossed. And by then, I'll have a six-month-old. Um, final thing, and we don't have to take too long on this, but I have tabulated the results of the our bracket challenge. The unfortunate, or talented, or untalented, but but fortunate bracket championship, and I'll read the results in reverse order. Um, we tallied all the votes. I'm not going to say how many votes there were because it was an embarrassing number. Um, Pitbull came in fourth with 2.1% of the vote. And and I'm really, really upset about that. I was hoping he would get at least 10%. I was hoping he would get all the percent. He was, he was who I voted for. Um, and I, I'm, I'm really upset that not too many more people came along with me on that one. Uh, um, a, the good thing is, is that you probably... You probably count for that whole two point one percent. So that's, I mean, that's a plus. Again, I'm not going to say how many votes were cast. Uh, <laughs> Tom Cruise, 
Tom Cruise in third place with uh, 6.4% of the vote. That sounds about right. I didn't think he was a really strong candidate to be in the final four here. Um, and then we have Donald J. Trump, or Donald Trump Jr. in th- in second place at 40.9%. And the obvious winner, Ooh. and I guess we should have we should have known, but the obvious winner with over 50% of the vote is Kim Kardashian West. Yeah. That I was, mean, I saw that coming from a mile away. I guess so, but there were so many strong people in the in the thing, and I really thought that a matchup involving Donald Trump Jr. would be closer. I thought that we were dealing with like a either either way fifty one forty nine potential scenario, but it just, I'm actually it, surprised. What are you surprised about? Go ahead. I'm surprised that he got as much as he did over her. Really? So you're surprised by his forty yeah. percent more than you are by her fifty percent? Yes. Okay. Um, yeah, no, it's hard to be surprised about her getting any any number of votes. I mean, unless she got none. <laughs> right. Which she, so which she I think did. next year when we do it, I think yeah. next year when we do it, we name it. We name it after her, and she's yep. excluded as well. Yeah, no, you have to. That's. I mean, that's – we clearly already talked about this. No, we didn't. You just made that up. Uh, but I would – yeah, that would be – that would be that would be something I'd be very interested in doing again because by then, the I mean – you're talking about some of the people we had in this thing. It was in there, rookie. We're gonna have to have some new rookies, or have to retire some folks. Um, I don't think obviously yeah, and people and Tom Cruise can't be in next year. Um, by the time it comes around again, this this podcast is gonna be nationwide thing. So probably, and we'll have a lot more votes yeah. than the number of votes that I'm not willing to divulge uh, on air <laughs> or on any recording of any kind. Brian Goodwin stood in the street for a wrestling podcast today. Thank you, brother. We'll talk soon. I appreciate it. Thank you. All right, man. so hard just to make grand if we don't know what to say we gon' make it up